Welcome to Season 3 of Terrace Truth Talkin', the 7 plus F's of living. I'm Joanna Bonaro, the creator of the series Good and Screwed, and out of that came these podcasts for females in their fulgent years, 45 to 75, who want to flourish in a frenetic world. I hope you'll enjoy and share. Is this a real Welcome to Terrace Truth Talkin'. I'm Joanna Bonaro, and today I have a very special guest and guest host. Uh, today I'd like to talk about Jin Shin Jitsu. And to talk about that, we have a certified Jin Shin Jitsu practitioner and self care instructor, Terry Meisner. Welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for having me, Joanna. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, you're welcome. And um, Terry has worked many places, but worked at Ronald McDonald House, the United Nations, Hope Lodge, New York City Hospital Cancer Centers, American Cancer Society, Society, Gilda's Club, and is, I'm going to say, I'm so proud of you, I have to say this is the recipient of the American Cancer Society Hope Lodge 2010 Award in Medical Excellence Humanitarian Award. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And our guest hostess today is Martine Beyer, who is a psychotherapist and hypnotherapy practitioner and writer in New York City. Welcome back, Martine. Hi, thanks. It's wonderful. I can't wait. So Terry, uh, Martine had told me about you, and uh, you've been a previous guest host. Thank you. And I am fascinated by Jin Shin Jitsu. So why don't you tell the audience about what it is? Terrific. Well, Jin Shin Jitsu, or JSJ, um, mm. it can be known both ways because some people have a hard time saying all of the syllables. Jin Shin Jitsu is a balancing and harmonizing practice a relaxation and stress reduction practice, a mind-body-spirit practice, and a wisdom practice all rolled into one. So it almost sounds like an entire philosophy of life that's emotional, spiritual, mental, and, and physical. Yes, it is. And it's a very um, simple practice in the physical application of it, but the um, underlying philosophy is quite deep and layered. And it um, has... Traditions in uh, the East, this practice is, the roots of this practice is approximately 5,000 years old. So um, the origins of this practice um, follow the similar path of um, acupuncture and acupressure and yoga. It probably started in India several thousand years ago and wound its way through China um, over to Japan following this, the trade routes. Yeah, and I read it predates Buddha it and Moses. Buddha yeah. and Moses. And Probably there's... got them where they, where they got to. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It, it helped them along in their yeah. transportation yeah. practices. But basically, this practice has been around for a long time. It's referenced in the Kojiki, which is the Japanese um, ancient book. Um, and those practices were basically handed down from teacher to student, and the information was um, sent down verbally and all all oftentimes in those areas, um, those practices, when the teacher or the student didn't pass on the information, that information either was lost or it was put on pause for a couple of centuries and then rediscovered. Mm -hmm. Jinshin Jitsu, modern Jinshin Jitsu, was rediscovered at the turn of the last century by a Japanese sage by the name of um, Jiro Murai. Okay. And he taught a, a Japanese-American woman the practice. And she brought that practice to the United States. And she um, is responsible for educating not only people in the West, but now the practice is um, utilized on a, over six continents by practitioners all over the world. Even though there's not a lot of people who've heard about Jin Shin Jitsu, because it's a very quiet practice, um, there are quite a few people and practitioners, over six to 7,000 practitioners practicing all over the world. Mm. 
And are they all as soothing? Have do they all have such a soothing presence as you do? <laughs> Thank you so much. That was one of the first things I noticed when I met you. I was like, oh, she has this aura of of zen calmness, and I love it. Right. I do have to she say, knows all the points. Yeah, <laughs> I do have to say that that is one of my superpowers. Uh-huh. But each person who practices has their own different flavor that they bring to the practice. Um, I tend to work with lots of people who have um, complicated medical projects. Mm -hmm. I work with regular people as well. But because of my presence in those areas, I've utilized my skills to to be calm in chaos. Now, I know I mentioned a lot of the specific places where you've worked, but overall, you work in institutions and... Financial center. Yeah, so I work in a variety of settings. I work in corporate settings. I teach health and wellness seminars and workshops in corporations, major corporations, blue chip corporations. Um, I work in um, hospital and medical settings. I teach jinjinjitsu self care and stress reduction workshops for Gilda's Club um, in the cancer centers here in New York. Which I really wanted to get into later, yeah. And and we can talk about that later. So I do a lot of that work. Plus, I have a private practice where I see private clients um, individually. And then I also um, work with people who are in the hospital. So I also have a presence um, seeing private clients in the hospital. And several years ago, I worked in the integrative medicine department at Morristown Medical Center, providing this practice in um, pre-op, in respiratory neurology, um, and in the cardiac unit. So I would see patients before they went into the operating room and they would get a jinjinjitsu relaxation treatment, I would see other people once they had their surgery in the recovery room. And what they found at the hospital, they were doing a research study, was that patients who had integrative practices had less pain, less nausea, less fatigue. They healed more quickly and needed less pain medication, and their hospital stay was shortened. Fantastic. I think your whole body relaxes so much that all of the blood flow, the oxygen is just that on the simplest level, it's so healing. Well, it's such a stressful situation to be yeah. in in the first place. Yeah. That's true. And one of the, the benefits of this practice is the stress reduction relaxation response, how it invokes that. It's really, really important because most people, as you know, if you have um, a health project that you're working on, um, it can cause a tremendous amount of, of stress and anxiety. And oftentimes, when somebody can just take a breath and pause, that'll allow them to actually get through the situation that they need to in a more focused manner so that they can deal with what's coming at them. Mm-hmm. Well, the stress tightens the body, and immediately when you have Absolutely. someone like Terry there... It's so soothing that, you know, it's almost like somebody saying something or touching you a certain way. Just on that level, your shoulders just go down. You've seen that with the right words, the right touch. Well, I can just imagine Mm -hmm. because if you're getting the operation, you're stressed. Even if you think you aren't, you are. Yeah, of course. And then the people around you who love you and who are supporting you, they're worried about you. They're stressed. Absolutely. So even if they're trying to calm you down and they're acting like they're not stressed, it's it's a vicious circle. Everybody's really stressed. So then you come and you have this soothing presence and then you bring bring this procedure with you that helps it even further. Right. It's amazing. The the thing that's amazing about the practice is that, again, what you had just described, I would walk into a patient's room just before they were ready to go into an operating room. So you've got patients, you've got caregivers, family members, and then you've got medical professionals all hovering around doing a variety of things that is, can be very disruptive. And you're being poked and, and prodded and, and, and prodded. needles. And and for, which tenses you up. Which tenses you up. And so, yeah. so for me, I would just go and lovingly put my hands on somebody very gently and talk with them and place my hands on them and teach them how to breathe and um utilize the self-care part of the practice as well as the um, practitioner part of the practice where I would teach them a couple of things that they could do once I left Mm -hmm. if they had time before their surgery or after their surgery where they could just hold their fingers and breathe and that would take down the um, intensity and the anxiety. It would help to open up their oxygenation levels and it would help them to really be able to deal with the onslaught of whatever that medical procedure may have been. So um, within, let's say, a clinical setting, you've already been hired and you're there. Who would seek you out 
outside of the setting? Would, would it be people who heard about Jinshinjitsu or people who are, in, are interested in, in Reiki or in, and then they, they, they're further experimenting and then they're introduced to this and then they come to you? How does that usually, how do, how do people usually discover, I guess what I I'm discuss, trying to say is yeah. how, do, how, do, how do you discover this? Well, I discovered Terry. If, if you, okay. So um, I, we took a workshop together okay. to train in some hypnosis and I do some glass work, and I got a sliver of glass in my finger. I didn't realize that I didn't get it out, and it was quite blown up when I came to the Sunday workshop. And I was like almost getting double the size. I'd gone to the pharmacist. They say you have to go and get prescription drug. I try to stay away from medication. So Terry saw it, and I said, wow, look at this finger. And she said, let me hold a certain places on your hand or an arm. I don't remember. We just sat and we were yes. listening to the lecture. And I'm telling you, it came. It started coming down. <laughs> I was watching it go she, down. She had a lot of inflammation. She had a lot of inflammation in her finger. Her finger was swollen. It was an and infection. And this, this practice is, yeah. is really quite um, something because on, on the base level, it helps with your stress and your um, physical body, but it also helps with boosting circulation and helps with the healing process. So I was just gently placing my hands on her arm and her hand and her wrist and her finger, and the circulation came back into her finger, and the um, uh, swelling went down. And, that's amazing. And that's, that's amazing. what that kind of thing happens, yeah. you know, when we were in the hospital, you know, we'd see patients and their, their surgical incisions would heal more quickly. I mean, it's I mean really... once you witness that, you, you become an immediate convert. Well, you know, lots of people have... I recommend it all the time now. Everybody <laughs> has their own unique experience. Yeah. So some people, they have this yeah. wonderful relaxation response, and that's plenty for them. That gets them to a place of peace and chaos. Other people have a lot of pain, and once the muscles relax their sensation of pain decreases. That's true. And that's super valuable. And then there are other people who, if they're anxious or they're nauseous, um, this takes them out of their head into their body to relax everything and to move the energetic pathways, the circulation pathways, and the, um, the body's healing response along so that it balances them to actually feel better, whatever that is for them. Because each person's response is different. It's going to be different every time they have a session, every on different days of the week, um, at different times of the day, and from person to person, they'll have a different response. Well, I didn't need medication for the finger. Wonderful. And the only other thing I did was a little bit of a charcoal pumice. That was it. Well, it was down in a day or two from what was the pressure. Really interesting is when I was working mm -hmm. in the hospital. Um, when I first got to the unit, um, people on the unit, the, the doctors, the nurses, the staff, the anesthesiologists, they knew we were there, but they didn't quite know what we did. And they yeah. were like, we don't know what she does, but we think she might be helpful. So they would come sometimes sort of send me in to see patients who were waiting a long time. And the patients got really calm and they were relaxed and some of them fell asleep and they were like, wow, what did you do to them? I said, all I did was do a little jin shin jitsu and it stimulated their relaxation response and they calmed down. They're like, oh my God, that's great. Now I can do what I need to do. So they saw value and change. Plus a lot of the patients that I was working with had their vital signs being monitored at the same time that I was administering. And for the scientific mind, a that, that's mm -hmm. sort of a validation mm -hmm. so once what, you see that. So what was interesting is they could see changes in their respiration levels, in their oxygenation levels, in their heart rate the variability of the heart rate. And honestly, I think that the um, anesthesiologist noticed first because they needed to give less um, anesthesia for the patients that we saw because oftentimes they see people and their people are very, very anxious. So they have to give them a little something to calm them down while they're administering whatever anesthesia they give them. Um, but that's highly beneficial. It was very To beneficial. get to a state where you don't have to have as much anesthesia. That's a big plus. So... Oh, and, yeah. and again, each person's experience is different, but what would happen is that the doctors and nurses then started to notice changes in their patients, and they were like, oh, there's value. Then they'd say, you've calmed them down. Does this help with pain? And I'm saying, yes, it can. And then they'd say, oh, my shoulder hurts. Is there anything I can do for my shoulder? I'm saying, yes, you hold this area and breathe, and that will take the tension out of those muscles in your shoulder to soften that. And oftentimes people would say, I have a headache. What can I do for a headache? And I'd say, well, you can hold the space between your thumb and your index finger. There's an acupoint there. And just hold that and breathe. Or you can hold just your thumb and that point and breathe. And their headaches would start to decrease in intensity. So there are lots of value 
that this practice can bring on both the practitioner level when you actually administer with a practitioner, when you place your hands on these different areas of the body called safety energy locks, which tend to be at the joints. Okay. Um, and there are, in Jin Jin Jitsu, 26 safety energy locks on the front side and the back side of the body, um, 26 on the front and back of the right side of the body and 26 front and back of the left side of the body. And these points are similar to what you find in acupuncture and acupressure, except that in acupuncture and acupressure, the points are the size of a needle, very tiny and specific. Jin Shin Jitsu, these, the areas, we call them access areas, the safety energy lock locations are the size of the palm of your hand. So if I'm working with an adult, it's the size of the palm of the adult's hand. If I'm working with a child or a baby, it's the size of the baby's hand. Uh -huh. So the t those areas tend to be smaller. They tend to be at the joints. There's a lot of circulation pathways that go through the joints and a lot of nerve pathways. And the combination of touch and breath brings on um, the healing response, the body's natural healing response, the relaxation response, and it helps boost circulation as well. So what is the session like? So somebody so, comes to you so and So if says, someone's coming to see me privately, usually it's a 60-minute session, so about mm -hmm. an hour, and um, people will be fully clothed, lying with their back on a, a padded massage table. They'll take their shoes off, maybe they'll remove their belt and any jewelry that might be sharp. But basically, I just place my hands gently on different points of the body, kind of like what people would experience in a Reiki session, because Reiki is a more familiar modality. It's a light ener touch energetic practice. So the touch is super light. Um, so I could place my hand on your hand right mm -hmm. now. It's as if I was softly holding a baby's hand. It's, it's not, there's no pressure. There's no um, manipulation of tissue. There's no rubbing or massaging. It's a very gentle, soft practice. Do you use two hands simultaneously, I, or is I, there? I a, do, I yeah. do, but you can you yeah. can do it with one hand for certain situations if that's required. But yes, usually there's usually one hand on one part of the body and one hand on another part of the body, and it just facilitates the circulation patterns through the the body. It goes. This practice works on the skin surface level. The deep skin or fascia level, it works on the muscles, it works in the bones and the marrow, physically in the body, it works with the circulatory system, the nervous system, so the you, lymph system. Do you feel something? I or? do, but, because I have very sensitive hands, mm -hmm. so I feel changes in people. Um, there's also these energetic pathways that go through the body, so I feel energetic um, pulsation, or I'll feel an energetic um, texture when I place my hands on different areas of the body. Um, and there's a certain rhythm and a, a, um, a tempo and a balance to that energetic experience. But also I can feel changes in the tissue. So if someone has a, a pain or discomfort, let's say in their um, neck or shoulder, oftentimes if you place your hand on, on that area, the muscles are contracted and they're hard. Mm -hmm. And when we practice Jin Shin Jitsu, we gently put our hand on these different areas to open up those pathways the muscles start to soften and open. The contraction starts to soften. Because basically, Jinshin Jitsu stimulates the relaxation response. It stimulates the circulation response and the immune function. So it helps the body start to rebalance itself. Like I'm not doing anything to somebody, I'm just facilitating. All right. And that brings me to an, uh, another question which I had, which is when you're talking about this, is it's different from. Reiki. Reiki, how do you say that? Reiki, Reiki. Reiki. yes. Um, what are the distinctions between Jin Shin Jitsu and other massage or healing modalities like Reiki, like even getting a massage? Well, that's a, a good question. So first of all, I'm a Jin Shin Jitsu practitioner, and I'm also a certified Reiki, Yusui Reiki master. They used to like to use that term. I like to call myself a practitioner, level four instead. But so the difference between Jin Shin Jitsu and Reiki is that Jin Shin Jitsu for me, um, has a slightly different vibration or vibratory feeling in that that um, energetic texture. And I know that that's not, um, that's a little esoteric, but the way that I'd like to describe it is that Reiki is like an overall mohair blanket that's been put on you. It's soft, it's airy, it's ethereal. Jin Shin Jitsu is a lot of a it has that quality to it, but it's more like an electric blanket. When you put it on, it gives you an extra zhuzh where you feel it in the body, off the body, 
on the body, all of those things together. So there's more, it's a little bit more dynamic from my perspective um, in terms of how I feel with both practices because I use both. Well, what's interesting is because you just said that little zing because I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to understand it. And uh, the first time that I met Terry, she said, well, let me show you. And she sat right next to me on the couch and put one hand behind my shoulder blade and the other in between my thumb and forefinger. And I, all of a sudden, in literally like a minute, it was it was a minute. I came out of the bathroom. She was looking like she was falling asleep. <laughs> it's that fast. It was a minute. And I, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. And I wouldn't say I'm the most receptive individual when it comes to certain uh, things. And, and I'm always like, give me a massage. And I want you to put my elbow in between my tissues and just grind. And, you know, so, so to me, um, this is just so gentle, right? So I didn't know what to expect. And then all of a sudden, to make a long story short, I felt an electrical impulse in between my thumb and forefinger. And I said, I'm getting really sleepy now. I think yeah. I want to take a nap. <laughs> right. Yeah, That's where I walked in. That's beautiful. That's jinjinjutsu. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it can happen that fast, mm-hmm. that simply, that quickly. I mean, that's why, you know, when I see people sometimes, you know, I'll place my hands on them and they'll immediately just go into the quiet place in between that wake and sleep. Sometimes in hypnosis, we call it a hypnagogic state, but it's really... I've never heard that term. Hypnagogic, yes. It's, it's sort I of, haven't heard that either. What is that? It's, it's, it's the state between the in-breath and the out-breath. It's the pause. Huh. It's an altered state of... It's, it's, it's an altered state of relaxation. Hypnagogic, okay. okay. All right. So. For those who are skeptical, although I was an immediate convert after that... Once you experience... Once, once you see you your exp- finger go down right, or your body yeah. just... <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have encountered people who are skeptical because it is it does sound a bit esoteric. So and I'm sure you have then converts like like me and other people. Do you have any stories that you want to tell us? Well, thank you for sharing your experience because that's the best way to understand the practice is to feel it in your body immediately. And there's an easy way to do that. Um, either you can go see a practitioner like me, or you can actually learn how to practice on yourself. So there's a self-care part of the practice, which is a combination of touch and breath. And when I teach um, health and wellness workshops in corporations, um, I walk into a place and I have a room full of people. One of the first things I teach them is is a jinjinjitsu self-meditation exercise where you gently hold um, your fingers and breathe. So we start with the thumb and we'll breathe three to four breaths on each finger, three to four on the thumb, and then three to four on the index finger. And we'll go through one hand and then the other hand. And that gets people into that really quiet relaxation state. Do you count the so inhaling? Or- uh, so when I teach um, a group of people, I like to have everybody have an experience. So we all do it together mm-hmm. and I guide it. But you could actually do it yourself. You can count your breaths or you can just um, breathe a couple of in-breaths and out-breaths. When you increase your inhale and you make your inhale longer, slower, and deeper, and you exhale and make your exhale longer, slower, and deeper, you send a signal to your nervous system to calm. And you combine that with touch, a gentle touch on your finger, and that makes the relaxation response experience much deeper and so- faster. It's exponential how fast it your body responds. And it's like priming your body. The more you practice, the faster your body will respond. It's like when you run a marathon. You can't just go out and get a pair of Nikes and run out and do 26 miles. Mm-hmm. You have to build up over time. So when I teach people, I teach them how to do some simple self-care exercises that they can practice um, over and over themselves. So what I wanted to say about the hand, um, when you first showed it to me, and I do share this with people that I work with, um, each finger corresponds to a mo- an emotional state. Right, so a different emotional The thumb is the worry. Thumb helps with worry. Which the- I always teach, I say it because it's hard for people to remember, the thumb is like, think of a baby calming themselves if they're 
Yeah, I was worried. I was because I know about that. I was I said yeah. wanted to make sure that our listeners understood what does each finger signify. So, so right. I can go through so, that right yeah, now. Yeah, let's so, do it. So the thumb helps with the attitude of worry. Um, and as Martine mentioned, mm-hmm. babies suck their thumbs. They suck their thumbs in utero. They suck their fingers. They're balancing and harmonizing their body naturally. Um, some people put their hand on their um, uh, cheekbone. People cross their arms. They're actually accessing jinjitsu points without even knowing that they're calming their their bodies and their minds. So the thumb helps with worry um, and digestive projects. The index finger helps with the attitude of fear. Which I say to people, you know, if you think of forming the thumb and the pointer, because sometimes people want to use it and they don't, they like to know what the fingers correspond to. So if you do the thumb and the pointer, it's almost like a gun. I'm sorry, but it's fear. Yeah, so I don't like that. You don't that like kind that of image. image <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the kind of image that I prefer. Okay, but because um, I'm trying to calm people down, not ratchet them up. But so I like to think of the thumb mm. as um, worry. The index finger is fear. Um, it also helps with back discomforts as well. Certain kinds of headaches and digestive um, other digestive projects. They're the fingers are multitaskers. The middle finger helps with the attitude of anger. So. Um, when you think of New Yorkers, we tend to flip our middle finger at somebody when we're upset or angry at them. So what I invite people to do is to hold their middle fingers and breathe, and that will calm them down. So even if something happened that upset them or angered them, this will give them pause and okay. the ability to calm. Okay. The middle, the ring finger helps with the attitude of sadness or grief. It also helps with uh, respiratory projects. And then the little finger helps with... Um, uh, the attitude of, of, we like to call it trying to or pretense. It's really the New Yorker's dilemma, having too many things to do on your to-do list and not enough time to do them. So that's so pinky. So the little finger helps with anxiety. It's it's the, um, you show up with your New York game face on the outside and you're freaking out on the inside. So holding your little finger or your pinky and breathing will help to calm that attitude of anxiety and Intensity. So let's just go through that one more time, okay. but very, very, you know, like one or two words for each finger. So your thumb is for worry. Your first four finger pointer, index finger, index. is for um, fear. Middle finger helps with anger. Ring finger helps with sadness or grief. And pinky. Okay. Um, it helps with trying to or pretense or too many things on your to do list. And a really good way to think about it is when you hold your thumb. And the rest of your fingers, you help to get rid of worry fast. Got it. Worry, fear, anger, sadness, trying to. Wonderful. Oh, interesting. interesting. I always say that under anger, sometimes the finger next to under anger is often sadness. So that's one way to remember it. And if you do all the fingers, by the time you get to the pinky, your anxiety should be getting pretty low. <laughs> so that's how people remember. And then the center of the palm calms everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what's interesting with the student. Yeah, what's interesting yeah. with Helps the palm, people. you are, you are, but yeah. you... you Martine always. I've known Martine for over a decade, and I go to Martine whenever I'm highly stressed, and I'll, she'll she'll call me and she'll say, "Hi, how are you?" And I'm like, "I don't know if this was a good time." You called me, Martine, yeah. and she'll go, "What?" And I'll say, "Well, let me give you just a minute of it," and then she tells me something wonderful like yeah. that. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, right, touch your nose, touch the back of yeah. your arms. Let me or or the cards are wonderful, which you haven't mentioned. They're uh, Jinsen Jitsu or JSJ cards which is almost just a glossary. So there was a loss that I had recently, um, and I went on, I looked at the cards, and for grief, there are two little um, areas just under the clavicle that feel a teeny bit more hollow. And so when I would lie down, I would just place my fingers there, and it corresponds to, you know, relieving grief, acceptance, Ah. So you're talking yes. about, you're referencing actually safety mm-hmm. energy lock number 13. So there, we talked mm-hmm. about that there's 26 safety energy locks. And the one that Martine's talking about is, is number 13, which is actually three ribs down from the collarbone. And oh. on most people, if you touch this area, three ribs down from the collarbone on the right or left side of your chest, oftentimes that's tender. And if you have an area that's tender, that means that the circulation patterns, the energetic patterns are not moving um harmoniously through where they need to go efficiently and that needs little help so while martine is gently holding 
Safety Angel Lock 13, that does help with self-compassion. Mm. Actually, the, the philosophical name for Safety Angel Lock 13 is love thy enemies as you love yourself. And um, oftentimes we're our worst enemy. So it's about giving self-love and compassion to yourself. And it does help. Um, again, it's one of the um, safety angelics that fits into the, um, we, we call the depths, which is very complicated, so I won't go too much into it. But the sadness and grief is a second depth project, and that also is safety angelic number 13, lives there, and that helps to balance sadness and grief as well. The, the thing that's wonderful is that you can just go to the cards for anything. I mean, if I have a headache... I'll just press places in the back of my neck or there. So and what it, are the names of these cards? So the what name of the cards um, is called Health is in Your Hands, and um, you can get them on Amazon. It's a wonderful card set. It was um, created by a Jinchinjitsu um, instructor who teaches at the practitioner level. Her name is Walter Rieger Krauss. Um, she's German. These cards have been translated into English, and they're great because they teach you very simple self care exercises that you can do with Jin Shin Jitsu. And as Martine mentioned, there is a, an index for symptoms and there's lots of different suggestions on how to use the practice. And there are photographs for people who were really visual. That it shows you, it shows you where yeah. the positions yeah. are, where the locations yeah. are and where you put your hands. So it's pretty self-contained and, and a, a great um, resource. I use it all the time and for myself if I feel something, and I often add that into for somebody who's going through something in my practice. It's just a really easy go-to, mm -hmm. so it's good for people to know about. And that's actually the, the great thing about Martine is that Martine uses all of these wonderful tools in her practice to help her patients. Mm. And and that's the thing about Jin Shin Jitsu is that it's very, very flexible in the practice in that you can go see a practitioner, you can work on the practice yourself um, with these very simple exercises, and you can feel benefit fairly quickly if you practice. Well, what's interesting when you say we, we self-help ourselves without even realizing it, I remember one night I was sleeping and I, I had insomnia, and all of a sudden I put my right hand on my right cheek, but the full palm of my hand, which is not something anyway, I normally would ever do. And I, imme I immediately felt a sense of calmness. And is that similar to what you're saying, just the placing the hand on the cheek? Absolutely, because think about it. And I'm <laughs> the um, area safety energy luck number 21 that you're referencing is at the cheekbones. And that is used in culture if anyone ever thinks of Rodin's sculpture, The Thinker, the gentleman is seated and putting his hand on his cheekbone and he's thinking. Mm. When we think, oftentimes people will put their hand on their cheekbone. It helps digest our thoughts. Interesting. And when you digest your thoughts, you're reaching a place of balance and harmony because those chaotic thoughts can calm. You're digesting them. You're thinking about them but you're not overthinking. You're okay. balancing that overthinking. So going on with the sense of what is a session like, uh, you're, you're doing, uh, you're placing your hands and, and telling, instructing one how to breathe. And then you're talking to them about various holding. So fingers. actually oftentimes, so there's, there's two different types of the practice. So when I have a private session, someone's coming to me for a practitioner led Jinshin Jitsu experience, I place my hands on different safety energy locks on their mm -hmm. body. Oftentimes they're fairly quiet and they go into that quiet hypnagogic or relaxation response. Some people fall asleep. Some people are in that space between sleep and waking where they're, it's just um, that sort of floaty quiet place and the re soaking up the relaxation response. And then some people are very, very centrally um, sensory aware, and they feel sensation in their body where they can feel circulation patterns move, they can feel muscles twitch and release. Oftentimes, like in an acupuncture session, some people get a needle put in and they feel a zing or a zip. So it can be similar to that. Um, some people have sort of like a, again, sort of like a hip, um, like a meditative experience on mm -hmm. the table. Mm -hmm. Each person's experience is very different. Um, when I teach in groups or I teach self-care, the self-care version of it, that's when people are going to be holding 
access points, these safety energy lock locations on their own bodies, and we breathe together, or I'll give them homework where I'll teach people how to do the self-care exercises so they can practice in between their sessions. So um, have you had any kind of, right before your eyes, any remarkable kinds of... um like my finger was kind of a remarkable moment. I, I relaxed very much. It was for me, the sessions have been very meditative. And they feel good. I mean, it's a, it, I left with a sense of well-being. Um, but any other visual things? That so, so I've had people who have had bruises, um, really purple bruises. And they've had like, you know, you know when you get hit with um, something, you bang something, and there's like a swelling and there's like a golf ball experience where there's a, a lump and then there's a bruise. And when we put our hands on, um, we're able to just gently hold in the circulation patterns, the body self heals. So oftentimes, 5, 10, 15 minutes later, the inflammation has gone down, the bruising has gone down, and starting to dissipate, and you can start to see the colors change, and it start to heal. That's cool. Or That's great. oftentimes, uh, there's a, um, a special jin shinjitsu hold for burns. And I have a story myself, which was quite I had a bowl of soup that I was holding and I spilled it into my lap and you know when you're wearing clothes and so first first thing I saw was like you know my skin turned pink and and red and and I I pulled my um pants off and basically put my hands on that area and I gently held it um for 15 minutes and then the pink faded Oh. And it didn't. It didn't blister. the The soup was so hot it should have blistered. It didn't blister. So if you can get to something quickly, oftentimes your body's natural healing process will kick in to help heal more quickly. Um, my mom had a, a knee replacement surgery a couple of years ago, and um, the doctor who um, was doing her surgery allowed me to go in and be with her in the um, pre op area, like I would do at the when I was working at the hospital. I would do see people like that. And then also in the recovery area. So I was able to work with her. So she um, sort of was able to go through the surgical process. She was, you know, 82 or three at the time. And she had a, a little bit less pain and discomfort. She didn't need as much pain medication. Her surgical scar, I worked with her um, for several weeks. I would see, I went to, out to see her and I would work with her every day, giving her a session once or twice a day. My dad would do the self-help on her. Her surgical scar healed beautifully. It was this very thin line. It was very straight. Um, it healed very, very quickly and almost looked like it was like a thin silver line, like it disappeared. And when she went to rehab, people said, when did you have your knee replaced? And she'd say, just two, three weeks. They said, we've never seen a surgical scar like that. I wish I'd it known you through all the so, surgeries. You don't know so how long it took my scars to get to that point yeah. years. And again, everybody's body's different. They're going to heal at different rates. And some people, you know, heal with you know, more quickly, but this practice helps. And, you know, when I worked at the hospital, I used to see a lot of people who were having knee replacements, hip replacements. In my private practice, I see a lot of surgical patients. I see a lot of cancer um, patients as well. You touched upon that. And, and that's, um, as a cancer survivor, I, I find this practice very intriguing and interesting uh, in how it pertains to helping people who are uh, pre pre op, uh, you know, or post diagnosis, which is always a shock, and then going through pre op and then post op and treatments afterwards. Yeah. So, you've worked with cancer patients. I do a lot of work with cancer patients. I run two programs: one at the American Cancer Society's Hope Lodge, where we go and we provide jinjitsu practitioner treatments um, monthly. So we'll bring other practitioners in and I'll bring people in and we see um, and give 60 minute relaxation treatments, jitsu treatments to the um, patients uh, the, who they call the guests, the guests um, who are the cancer patients and their caregivers. Um, and it's also open for staff. And what happens is that people find some relief and the relief can be something as simple as oftentimes the um, cancer treatments cause pain, nausea, fatigue, neuropathy, numbness. And these jinjitsu treatments help decrease the symptoms 
that come from the treatments. So oftentimes I'll get people who have a lot of numbness in their fingers and toes that are chemo-induced, and they'll have a hard time walking because they can't feel their feet Mm -hmm. or they can't do things because their fingers are so numb. And this helps the circulation come back into the fingers, come back into the toes, so they can start to regain some of their sensory awareness abilities in their fingers and toes. That's pretty remarkable. Um, And that happens frequently with cancer patients and their caregivers. This helps with nausea. It helps with fatigue. It helps people who have um, sleep-induced insomnia. It helps them to relax so that they can sleep. And most people don't realize that, you know, when you're in a hospital, it's not the best place to sleep. There's a lot of um, stuff going on, the lights, the noise, you know, you're not comfortable. There's Mm -hmm. constantly interruptions. So sleep is really important for people to heal. I wish I had known you because after my (laughs) surgery for two years, the changes in my in my um, constitution, I literally was living like a vampire for two years. Look, I, I understand. So. I see a lot of people. And, and the other thing is that I've seen people who've had, you know, um, surgery, and I'll see them, you know, a couple years later, where they still have tightness, and they don't have full range of motion. And sometimes these practices can really start um, to open up those areas that have been a little jammed. Do you give classes? I, I know um, I had gone to, to Gilda's Club for um, like five, six months uh, when when it, this happened to me. And um, I, I wasn't familiar with that at that point. But what, what do you do at Gilda's Club just so, because I so, had some experience with it? Yeah. So I work with Gilda's Club in a couple of ways. Um, I have taught at the clubhouse. I, I teach a series of different wellness um, workshops for them. I teach a Jin Jitsu self-care workshop, which I've been teaching in all the hospital cancer centers here. I go to Mount Sinai mm-hmm. and teach in the, the cancer center there through Gilda's Club. I have taught um, at the Dubin Breast Center through Gilda's Club. I teach... Um, at the uh, Gildas Club um, Annex at Kings County Cancer Center. So it's it's all, but a lot That's of it is self care. Would uh, I would teach self care? Okay. Correct. At Gildas yeah. Club, we teach self care. Um, at Hope Lodge, we have a, a, a practitioner program where practitioners come in and offer um, Jinshin Jitsu for the caregivers and the um, uh, guests who are also the cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's so critical. Like these these alternative, um, you know, methods were looked at with, you know, raised eyebrows and like it's woo-woo. And then you start to look at the physiology and the brain research. And there are so many things that can be done to help people with feeling helpless when they've got a diagnosis like that, um, supporting them to feel hopeful in terms of recovery. You start to be able to do a lot of things yourself. I mean, it's really important for people to know about the other options that are not specifically medical. Well, what's beautiful about these practices is that they are complementary. So they work with medical procedures in a beautiful synergistic way. And that's why the hospitals, this practice is used in quite a few hospitals in this country and in other countries as well, because it's gentle, because it has benefit. It's, it doesn't, it's not difficult to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easy to implement. And the other part is you're empowering your patients to be able to help themselves in between or to calm themselves in between or to allow themselves to get deep rest so that they can heal. I mean, that's really for me, the the biggest wow with the Jinshin Jitsu is stimulating that relaxation response so Mm -hmm. that your body can self heal. How did you become interested in this? A long story short, years ago, um, my kids were little and we had a, a very creative doctor who my daughter wasn't sleeping. She was going through a medical procedure. She wasn't sleeping. Um, and he said, you know, why don't you go see this practitioner? So I took my children to see this practitioner and I was shocked because my daughter used to get really wired at night and she was on this practitioner's table. Within five minutes, she fell fast asleep. Within five minutes, she fell fast asleep. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, what is this? <laughs> so I had to learn more. So then uh, the practitioner had given me a self-care um, book, which I kept and looked at occasionally. And then um, I started to go see a practitioner myself because I was like, wow, look what this did for my kids. Let me in- investigate a little bit more. Plus, I've always been interested in um, lots of different wellness practices. I started practicing yoga when I was 17. I'm 60. So I mean, I've been meditating since I was 17. I've been practicing yoga since I was 17. I've always had an interest in hypnosis and a lot of the other um, modalities that are becoming very, very popular today. And it's like this beautiful resurgence. What I love is that 
everything old is new again. Mm. And these practices are terrific because there's not a lot of downside with them because they're gentle and there's really not much contraindication with them. They can't hurt you. These these the these jitsu can't hurt you, and 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 um, it may create a situation where it can be very helpful, allowing you to have some control over your response to what's happening. Well, it it appears to me overall that it's a sense of relaxation, centeredness, focusing on breathing, and. And the caring sense of touch, whether yeah, it's yeah. self-touch or someone else who has a soothing touch, which just basically it, it's it's like when someone's crying and you just put your hand around their shoulders, there's a sense of um, another human being is yeah. there. I'm there for you. I'm centering. That touch is centering. It's not the same thing, obviously. No, it is jin- the same thing, actually. What you're yeah. describing is soothing, jin- comforting. Jinshin Jitsu is like a yeah, great so. big hug. Yeah, and you can it. do it on yourself. But the more you know about all of these different um, safe energy locks, the more when you become more knowledgeable about self care, you can then um, touch those various points, right? And and, and create that that sensation of caring yourself. Right. For yourself. But what's so beautiful is that you don't really need to know anything about the practice except that you place your hand on an area, like you can hold the area on your shoulder and you can place your other hand on the same side um, of your hip where your, your thigh meets your hip and you can just breathe. You just breathe in and breathe out. You don't need to know what that that actually does to feel benefit. And that's the beauty about the practice. I've taught children as young as two and three how to use this practice. And I've taught um, people as old as 103 when I was working with them in the hospital how to calm themselves. So you don't need to know a lot, but if you want to know more, you can get a book like Health is in Your Hands, which is a super simple book that you can get um, on Amazon and then start to see where you can place your hands because there are pictures and photographs and easy instructions on how to practice. And and if one were interested in becoming a practitioner, how long does it take to become certified or become a master practitioner? Is there a course of study? Uh, are there programs? Are there institutes? Great question, yes. So there's, first of all, there's a couple of different pathways to learn the practice. Um, there are 24 to 5 um uh, Jinshin Jitsu um, practitioner instructors who travel all over the world teaching seminars on how to practice Jinshin Jitsu. So there's that practice. There's also a certification program that's being um, offered at Morristown Medical Center, which is a professional Jinshin Jitsu practitioner program f- certification program, which is open to people who are interested. They can be medical professionals, they can be massage therapists, they can be just la- regular lay people. Morristown is in Morristown, New Jersey. Okay, so they have a year-long certification program, which is sponsored by um, the hospital uh, Jinshin Jitsu Inc. and um, is is being recognized by AHNA, which is the American Holistic Nursing Association. So they've developed this course. Um, uh, with with all of those influences um, there, but you could also just go to um, um, you can go to my website to get the link for JSJ Inc. So my website is uh, www.jsjnyc.com, and there's a whole resource list that has information about health in your hands books. It has links to self care videos that you can practice along with. Um, there are is information about um, Jitsu Inc., which is the um, uh, national organization that provides the certification programs and the practitioner level courses. How long but, do those take? So the the um, Jinshinjitsu professional certification program at Morristown is a year-long program. Mm-hmm. So it's a monthly program. It's a year-long program. There is a, an exam and a, a body of work that you have to um, maintain. Um, and the other coursework, which is the uh, to become an authorized Jinshin Jitsu practitioner is is um, provided through Jinshin Jitsu Inc., um, which is their website, um, jsjinc.net. And they you can take classes anywhere in the world. So I can take a class in New York. They just had a five-day Jinshin Jitsu uh, class here in New York. Um, 
classes are offered in the United States, in New York, in California, in Texas, in many of the the 50 states, as well as um, classes in Europe, South America. Uh, there are classes in Abu Dhabi, in the Middle East, in South Africa. You we can... actually do have some listeners from Abu Dhabi. So. <laughs> oh, really? That's great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. No degrees of separation. No degrees. Yeah, so um, that's and, good to and know. You can also go to classes in Hong Kong and, and um, in Asia as well. So, so there are, are classes that are run all over the world, um, and right. people come and attend them. Is it commonly used in Asia now? Believe it or not, there's quite a large community in Singapore and Taiwan um, and Hong Kong. I mean, it started. Well, the practice actually started um, uh, in modern. Well, well, uh, India was when. um, Okay, so going back to the Silk Route, but modern Jinshin Jitsu um, was really rediscovered at the turn of the century in Japan. Oh. So, so it. At that point, um, Jerome Murai had had read the Kojiki and had access to all of these ancient records um, in the emperor's library. So he rediscovered the practice because he was able to go through ancient texts. But um, the practice now, there are practitioners in you know all six continents. Okay. Well, this has been wonderfully informative. Thank you. My pleasure, Terry. So um, I just want to review. Your website, again, is www.jsjnyc.com. And for those of you who just want to look up Jinshin Jitsu, you spell it J-I-N-S-H-I-N-J-Y-U-T-S-U. So you can Google that. And um, I wanted to give a book recommendation, which Terry... Uh, by the way, Terry, spell your name so that if people want to look you up, uh, I, I don't want to misspell it okay, for everyone. So it's, so it's Terry, T-E-R-I. My last name is Meissner, M as in Mary, E-I-S-S-N-E-R. You see, I'm glad you did because I sp- <laughs> my notes were incorrect. So hold your palm, hold yeah. your palm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the book that uh, that Terry has recommended and mentioned, but I'll... I'll uh, just give it to you now if you have a pen and paper in your hands, is Health is in Your Hands, Jinshin Jitsu, Practice the Art of Self-Healing. It's a book and card set. And Terry showed me the cards. I'm getting this book and these cards. They're wonderful. They really are wonderful, especially if you're a visual person like I am. It's it's incredibly informative. And the pictures just, it's basically kin- your kindergartner. You can do one, two, three. So. And it works. And it works. <laughs> and it, the, the book is by... Waltred Reger Krauss. Waltred Reger Krauss. Reger Krauss. W a l t r a u d r i e g g e r dash k r a u s e. So that is our book recommendation for Jinshin Jitsu today. And thank you, Martine and Terry. This has been very informative. You're welcome. To help us with our physical, emotional uh, balancing and. Let's just close with our favorite motto. Remember, Remember, kindness kindness counts. counts. Is this a real and is this a real?